Now that the contract decisions have been made, what are the needs for the Atlanta Braves and who might be some players that they target this offseason? Graham McCauley joins the show as we give our offseason preview for the Atlanta Braves. We'll discuss all that on today's episode, so let's get into it. You are Locked on Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Lockdown Braves, part of Lockdown Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on social media at shortstopball. Also, make sure you check out my written work over at bravestoday.com. Follow the podcast on social media at Lockdown underscore Braves. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback that you have for the podcast. Get ready for our mailbag episode on Friday. Be thinking about those questions you want to submit there. If you're new on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Also hit that thumbs up button as well. Appreciate all the support you give me here at Lockdown Braves. Monday's podcast was absolutely insane. It was incredible. Had over 150 people in here live with me. Some great contact or some great comments, uh, some great conversations. So thank you so much for all the support that you give me there. Most of these podcasts during the offseason I'm going to do live, but today we got a special guest coming in. My postcast partner in Graham McCauley. We're going to do our off-season preview here now that the contract decisions have been made, and that is what we discussed on Monday's episode if you want to go back and give that a listen. But now we talk about what are the needs, how could they potentially fill those needs, and to do that, joining me is Grant McCauley. So Grant, uh, so glad to have you in. Been waiting for this podcast, waiting for these decisions to be made. I want to have you on to kind of Kick off what I consider the offseason. I know a lot of decisions have been made, the contract decisions and all of that, but and the Braves have already made some moves in the bullpen as well. But now I just kind of feel like, you know, the GM meetings going on right now, a lot of conversations starting there, and then you get to the winter meetings in the first week of December. To me, you know, this is where the offseason really kind of gets going. And, um, you know, I know I talked yesterday about the contract decisions, but I want to get your thoughts on it. Any surprises to you, only Morton being picked up? Yeah, I, I don't know that it was necessarily surprising, but I was a little bit surprised, I guess is the word. I mean, not shocked, but a little bit surprised that Eddie Rosario's option was not picked up just because when you start to look at what it costs to get a player like Eddie Rosario in the open market and just for one year, $9 million made a ton of sense. But I think that the Braves, they looked at what they needed and, and prioritized it quite obviously. You and I talked about this a lot. I mean, they got to figure out the starting rotation. They needed multiple starting pitchers. Uh, to get this thing done this winter. And I think Charlie Morton being one of them still leaves you out there looking for another one. So I think that's something we'll talk about a lot. Uh, but Kirby Yates, uh, Colin McHugh, Brad Hand, not really surprising. And I think that, you know, and I talked about this on social media as well, just because their option wasn't picked up doesn't mean the door's closed entirely for those guys or for Eddie Rosario or uh, for any of a number of guys who might end up declaring free agency and, and moving around. Even some of the non-tenders, maybe they figure out some kind of deal at some point. But all of that will happen as the winter plays on, but we know there's got to be some big moves. There's got to be, you know, I, I think a good look in left field at what they can do. You know, if it's not Eddie Rosario, what's what's out there? Is it a trade? And the same thing I think is true for starting pitching. If it's not a free agent, which there are a few that we'll talk about quite a bit, uh, maybe there's a trade out there that we just don't see coming until the Braves do their patented announcement. And then all of a sudden we realize what the plan truly was. Yep. Uh, and again, I think there are definitely moves to be made. And, uh, you know, I think the Eddie Rosario decision, as I kind of talked about yesterday, I think 
you know, my final verdict on that will be what do they do next? How do they fill that spot? What does that look like? Because I was kind of with you, you know, not shocked, but definitely a little surprised because the value that Rosario gave, gives you at nine million compared to what you may pay for, you know, even say a Lord Escuriel, somebody of that, you know, ilk on the the free agent market, it's going to be a, a lot more than what you're going to be paying Eddie Rosario. And I don't know if the production is that much greater depending on who they potentially could get so that's why i say kind of got to wait and see how that unfolds but now we kind of do officially know what the needs are in left field is clearly one of those if the season started today forest wall would be starting in left field unless they want to put marcelo zoon out there <laughs> but right. yeah. uh i mean that would be your left starting left fielder today so for me grant as i look at it and we're on the same page with this even bringing back charlie morton i think they got to find another you know, quality mid rotation, at least starting pitcher to kind of fill out the depth there. I think you need to left fielder, obviously, to replace Rosario bench depth as well. And then always bullpen depth. I talked about the work's already for the most part been done there. And Joe Jimenez and Pierce Johnson, I don't know that we'll see another splashy type move in the bullpen, but always looking to make improvements there. So I think those in my mind are the needs for the Braves. Would you agree with that? And how would you prioritize them? Yeah, and the the fun thing about Alex Anthopoulos, I say fun is kind of a relative term. I don't know if people have fun trying to figure out what he's doing, but he said this uh, more than a few times when asking about, okay, well, now it's the winter. Uh, are you going to go get X, Y, Z thing that was the obvious need? And he says, yeah, we're going to be looking for that. But in the midst of looking for, you know, say a starting left fielder or say another starting pitcher, that's not going to stop them from doing things like re-signing Joe Jimenez and re-signing Pierce Johnson and doing other moves that they need to throughout. And maybe as the winter rolls on, all of a sudden you realize that there's a deal out there that maybe wasn't at first or that you just discovered along the way. And it just makes a ton of sense because I'm last year, what about a year ago this time? No one was thinking, you know what the Braves need to do is go trade for another catcher. But that's what they did. And I do think it made their team better by and large. But putting all of that aside, I mean, there's no two ways about the fact that as you look at the rotation, it's not just to me a 2024 question. It's a 2025 and beyond question as well, because Max Fried is entering his final year of club control. He's got that last year of arbitration. Charlie Morton's not going to be answer every winter to come back and, and bail you out. He might retire next year. We don't know. And then Kyle Wright, we know, is not going to pitch in 2024. So is he going to be the same guy when he walks back in in 2025? That's why I feel like the Braves really need to take a, a long look at someone who can provide them not just some innings in 2024, and I mean some quality innings, by the way, not just trying to find your fifth starter and rolling with what you've got. I think there's an opportunity to really upgrade this rotation. And is that free agency? Are they going to get into nine-figure deals for the likes of Aaron Nola or Blake Snell or maybe Jordan Montgomery, who certainly upped his stock with what he did for the Rangers? Is Sonny Gray in that category? I mean, how many years? And what's it going to look like when the teams start bidding on them? How is that market going to fare? And would the Braves play in that? Because they really haven't. You know, if, as we look at free agency, that's not been where they go make their big splashes. So I'm fascinated to see how they approach that. But I know there's a definite need in rotation. If I'm making a priority list, the starting pitcher's got to go, I think, at the top. Bullpen, they can do some adding. They're also going to get Tyler Matzik back. That is, in and of itself, could be a pretty big boost for this Braves bullpen. And then, of course, you got to figure out left field, as we know, around the trade deadline. The Braves were talking an awful lot about, well, if we can't go get a starter, maybe do we make the offense better and go get another power bat and stick him in left field? Maybe there's some talks that they can resume and, and pick back up and figure out a way to maybe make that move happen over the course of the winter. Yeah, definitely interesting to see. I think that left field spot in particular is very interesting to see what they're going to do. Are they going to, you know, could they bring Rosario back, as you said at the top, and then maybe just find a, a platoon partner for him and go that route? Do they think? 
you know, there's an option for an everyday player out there. Do they look to the trade market if they think the free agents there are too pricey? I mean, there's a lot of ways you could go with that. And as you said, Alex Anthopoulos, he is certainly somebody that is exploring all avenues and options that are available to him to try to make this team as good as it can be. Um, but I think, you know, I, I had starting pitching, you know, the way I pri- prioritize him is the way I kind of laid it out. Starting pitching, yeah. I, I just think getting the quality depth there, not just depth. The Braves have starting pitching depth. They got Jared Schuster. They have Dylan Dodd, Darius Vines, Alan Winans, Colby Allard. I mean, they have depth there, but I think you need quality depth in that rotation, not just for the 162, but it's two years in a row now they've gone into the postseason with two of their guys at the top of the rotation banged up with Strider and Freed two seasons ago and then Freed again this past year and Charlie Morton. I mean, having that quality depth for if you do run into that situation come postseason time, not to try to get ahead of ourselves that we haven't even yeah. begun the 2024 season, but I just think that's you know been a real – uh, been something that's really you know hurt the Braves the last two years, just not having that quality depth in the rotation. So I agree with you. I think that's definitely priority number one. Yeah, let me wind the story back a little bit further because in 2020, the Braves were trying to patchwork their rotation and they got to within a win of the World Series there, but it was pretty much Max Fried, Ian Anderson, and and basically anything else they could figure out. They were throwing the kitchen sink at it. Bryce El- uh, Bryce Wilson had to make a start. <laughs> yeah, Bryce Wilson. You had Kyle Wright before he really, truly established himself, was going to be tasked with some important innings and was. And then in 2021, by the time he got to the World Series, you were throwing openers in a couple of games and somehow figured out a way to win that. And Charlie Morton's broken leg, you know, it seemed like it might be a harbinger of bad things to come, but truly the Braves were able to figure it out. And you, you pointed out the last two years, but a couple of names that I'm really looking at and really fascinated to see how they factor in. And I really would look at the fifth spot of the rotation for it is AJ smith and Hurston Waldrop. I think those are two names. I mean, with Waldrop really flying through the minor leagues last year, I'm not saying he's a finished product by any means, but perhaps the Braves are really looking to take a college arm like that, somebody advanced, and give him a good look. But will it play out in a way where he gets the consistency? Or will we see more of what we saw in 2023, where young arm comes up, gets two or three starts, goes back down? There's a lot of back and forth. I don't know that that necessarily helps out with the development. I don't know that they do that to a first-round pick. I'm not really sure. But the Michael Soroka decision is going to be an interesting one as far as non-tenders are concerned. Colby Allard's also on that list. You know, there's a lot for the Braves to kind of sort through with some of this depth. They've got some upside arms, but I just really feel like they need somebody proven who can throw you that, I mean, high quality, you know, kind of top of the rotation innings. And it may not be a true number one, but somebody who slots into a two or three spot and allows you to really feel good about what you're doing over the course of the year from a consistency and a continuity standpoint. I think I've used those two words over the last two weeks more than I have at any point in 2023. Yeah, I mean, you're looking for a Charlie Morton, a guy who probably is a number three at this point. And, you know, a lot of people see that $20 million price tag. They're expecting him to be an ace, but I just I don't think that's what he is right now with the inconsistencies. But he's a guy that can go out there and give you six, seven dominant innings when he's on. So, you know, I think you're looking for somebody like that, as you said, uh, you know, to be able to just come in in those big situations and be able to to give you a really you know, quality start uh, is really what you're looking for. And I think there's some guys like that out there on the open market. Again, will the Braves pay those price tags? Will they go after some of those big free agents? We'll talk about those guys here next. NFL season is in full swing, and you can get in on all the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning 
$5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. You've been thinking about joining FanDuel. There's no better time to get on in the action than right now. You got NFL, NHL, NBA, all the national sports leagues going on right now, except for Major League Baseball, unfortunately. The app is so easy to use. They have spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. And if you go there right now, Grant, do you know who the favorite is on FanDuel to win the World Series in 2024? I feel like it's a team from Atlanta. It is the Atlanta Braves right now. They are the favorite on FanDuel to win the World Series next season. So you want to get in on that action, you can. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Also visit FanDuel.com slash play safe for tools and resources to help you stay in control of the way you play. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, Grant, we've talked about the holes that need to be filled by the Braves this offseason, and I certainly think they will. Um, I, I got to believe, you know, this is a team that is in contention to win a World Series. We know that. Uh, the base is there for them to get it done, but I just don't think you can go into this, this next season with, you know, the question marks that you have at the back end of the starting rotation and the question mark you have in, in left field. I just think those are holes that you want to get shored up in the offseason if you can. Grant, we won't spend much time on this question, but I need to get it answered for those out there that think it is a possibility. Is Otani out of the question for the Braves? I just don't <laughs> see where he was ever really in the equation. I mean, with any club of the 30 clubs, including the one that has him and is trying to figure out any way they can to keep him, love to have Shohei Otani around, of course. And I think he's going to get huge offers, obviously from the teams out in California, teams in New York, and, and some of the other in Boston might be in this play as well. Maybe Texas is because they were on his list when he first came over. But even though he's not going to pitch in 2024, he's still a guy that could get half a billion dollars, and I kind of expect him to get that. I don't kind of. I really do expect it to get into just absurd territory. So with that being said, I'm not sure that the Braves are in the half-billion-dollar uh, investments group, if you will, this particular winter. But if they can figure out a way to spend a half a billion dollars sometime soon, they got a really good right fielder that they might want to think about as well. But that we can talk about in three or four years. Yeah, and not to mention an ace at the top of the rotation, a Max oh, yeah. Reed that, that may need a extension as well. Maybe not half a billion dollars, but certainly somebody Probably. they might want to try to take care of. Let's talk about the starting rotation and some of the options out there. You already mentioned several of them. You know, some of the top free agents, Blake Snell, probably going to win an NL Cy Young this, this year, Aaron Nola. Uh, you know, Jordan Montgomery coming off a great postseason run that he's had. You have Yamamoto coming over mm -hmm. from Japan as well is going to be a big name out there. I think those are probably the four top starting pitching free agents this offseason. Uh, Grant, I, I don't I don't mean to I don't mean to disappoint anybody listening to this podcast who is, has high expectations. I just don't see the Braves. It's just not in Alex Anthopoulos track record to give out long term deals to starting pitchers. The point you made earlier, maybe this is the time to do that because you don't know what this rotation looks like beyond 2024. There are question marks if you can't extend Freed. I think the, you know, the other argument to that, as we just kind of alluded to, is that if you were going to give big money like this to a starting pitcher, would you not just give it to Max Freed? Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, because Snell and, and Nola, they're great pitchers. Like I said, Snell's probably about to win a Cy Young. But they're asking for thirty million a year, something around that, for six, seven years. I just, I don't value them 
that highly. If I was going to give somebody that money, I'd give it to to Max Freed. So I, I just don't see the Braves, regardless of the Max Freed situation, I, I don't see them spending that big on any of these top free agent starting pitchers. No, and if you were going to spend that money, I, I do think that you've got to be looking at the opportunity to keep the guy that you have who's been a huge part of what you've built and I think has some tread on the tire. And I know we're coming off a season where you know, recency tells us, well, Max Fried missed half of the year. Is he really that reliable? And that's unfortunate for him from a bargaining posture standpoint, but it's not going to tank his market. You know, there are going to be teams, if he's able to pitch the 2024 season especially, and look like the guy he's looked like for the past four or five years, there's going to be a market out there for him. And I think he's going to look something like uh, Rodon's market did for the New York Yankees. And that's exactly what you could be talking about with Aaron Nola, uh, with maybe with Blake Snell as well. I, I don't really know how much you'll get. Jordan Montgomery did nothing but raise his stock, but from a track record, a long-standing, you know, uh, a track record or resume standpoint, has Jordan Montgomery done the things and put up the kind of numbers that Max Fried has, particularly in the regular season? And not taking anything away from the postseason standpoint, but you know, what is he going to do, and and what is that market going to look like? And then, of course, what will the market look like if Max Fried does make it to free agency in 2024? It'll depend a lot on that class. Shohei Otani, we talked about earlier, that does change a little bit, at least, the dynamics of the starting pitching market because that was kind of one of the things that you could get him to do in addition to maybe winning an MVP with the the accolades and, and all the things that he could put up from an offensive standpoint. But I say all that to say, if there is a time to spend some money, there are a couple of options out there. What does that mean as far as other clubs that are looking to do the exact same thing? I, I don't really know, but I would love to see the opportunity to have Max Freed you know, in this rotational plan beyond 2024 to take that variable off the table and say, okay, now we know we have Max Freed. We know we've got Spencer Strider, Charlie Morton for one more year. Kyle Wright, when he comes back, we talked about some of the other options. I don't think I mentioned Ian Anderson's going to be coming back from Tommy John surgery, probably around the all-star break. At least that's something to have in your back pocket if you're the Braves. But I don't think they want to deal with the kind of questions that they dealt with all season long. From the time we rolled into spring training and thought, wow, they've got a lot of choices for fifth starter to the time you got to the end of April and felt like, do the Braves have five starters that they can count on? It was a very, very strange ride for a club that won 104 games to have that much inconsistency in the rotation. Jake, I do think the time is now to go out there. And if it's not a free agent, I think there's a trade that could make a ton of sense. I don't know who it's going to be because I guess we'll kind of find out as the rumor mill starts to really swirl. But the Braves have done this for years where they go out and trade for a guy and then extend him. And the most recent examples of that Matt Olson, who's a cornerstone player, and Sean Murphy, who was added to that core just about this time a year ago. Both of those guys hitters, though. We haven't really seen it with the pitchers, but as you said, or as we've talked about, I mean, beyond this season, you don't know. And, um, you know, the Max Free contract extension probably, you know, deserves more talk and should because I think that is a big decision. And mm -hmm. I don't know that anything gets done. It hasn't gotten done at this point. It didn't get done with Danzy Swanson. It didn't get done with Freddie Freeman and they hit free agency and they were gone. And I think if Max Freed hits free agency, I think he's gone. But if you can get him to stay, if you are willing to spend that type of money, then you do have Spencer Strider and Max Freed at the top of your rotation for a while. You talked about Kyle Wright and the two guys you mentioned earlier. If AJ Smith, Shaver and Hurston Waldrop aren't ready in 2024, perhaps they're big options for 2025 as well. So then that starting rotation, that future starting rotation of a, a, a strider, you know, Freed, Smith, Shaver, Waldrop, Kyle Wright, you know, Ian Anderson, all of a sudden it's starting to look a little bit brighter for the future right there. So, but I still think the Braves are going to need somebody else for 2024 mm -hmm. beyond that. Sonny Gray is a name that's been mentioned. 
you know, he's got a qualifying offer attached to him. He's looking for three, four years, 70, 90 million dollars, something in that range. Eduardo Rodriguez, similar type player in that range as well. Then you got some cheaper options, you know, Lucas Giolito, Marcus Stroman, Jack Flaherty, Michael Walker, um, you know, Michael Lorenzen, you know, other guys that'll be a little bit cheaper, but on shorter term deals to try to plug this gap while you figure it out. You think maybe the Braves go a little bit cheaper route and maybe sign one maybe two of those guys if you can to just kind of create that quality depth. Yeah, you could do that. And I I wouldn't necessarily rule that out though. I don't know that they're necessarily two of those guys that I I feel like you'd, you'd want to have in tandem, but I mean, we're, we are talking about depth, but you kind of have to have a plan for them to go somewhere. And you do have Max Fried, Spencer Strider, Charlie Morton. And I think Bryce Elder at the very least would be looking as your fifth starter at this point. And you're kind of figuring out what you're doing in the middle of the rotation, but this is it kind of goes back to what we were talking about what three, four, five months ago, whatever, whenever the trade deadline was at this point. I've kind of lost track of time now that we don't have games to talk about. But it, it was the question was, do you want to pay the prospect price for some of these arms? And for you know the Jack Flaherty's and even the Michael Lorenzen's, I know he threw a no-hitter, but a lot of these other starters, Lucas Giolito maybe being the biggest and 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 unfortunately the worst example of it, they didn't work out for their new teams. In fact, Lucas Giolito found a couple of new teams by the time the trade deadline had come and gone. But can you get them over the course of that offseason, get them back in, give them that one-year make good? They'll certainly be motivated. We know all about how that works. And see if one of those guys can kind of hit. You catch lightning in a bottle, and you do figure out 2024. But then it does come bring back, at least to me, the discussion of Sonny Gray, who is someone that is not necessarily going to be looking for the six- or seven-year deal of, say, Aaron Nola or Blake Snell. But he is somebody I think that could really be useful for the Braves for three or more seasons. Is that the kind of guy that you would go to the what four and eighty or four and ninety? I think it was the projection for Major League mm-hmm. Baseball trade rumors. Maybe that's a, a deal that just makes sense for the Braves at this point. I know it's a big deal and bigger than any free agent deal they've given out. I know he's got the qualifying offer, but the Braves did it in twenty nineteen to sign two guys. They signed Marcelo Zuna. They signed Will Smith. They have done it. But I think it's got to be for more than just a one-year kind of role on this. And Sonny Gray is not going to be signing a one-year contract. I don't know if anybody needed to hear that, but I'll go ahead and throw that out there too. Yeah, no, I think Sonny Gray makes some sense. He's a guy that's obviously you know been really good, has that track track record, but it would be a big deal. And you know, I'm not trying to be so skeptical and say that Alex won't do it. We just haven't seen him do that in the free right. agent market for starting pitchers. Yeah. So it's kind of one of those things until I see it, it's kind of hard for me to really envision it or predict it. A- again, we've seen him give out one year deals on, with high AAVs. We've seen him do that with pitchers. And that's why I say maybe he goes after a, a Flaherty, a Luis Severino. You get him on a, on a one year deal, make good to try to reestablish their, their market guys who have been good in the past. I, Again, just based on the track record, that feels like something that's more likely. But look, I would love for them to go after and, and get a Sonny Gray. I'd love for them to go after and get some of these top guys. It's just we haven't really seen that happen, um, especially for the pitcher side of things. Now, for the outfielders, looking at the options out there, and I think another reason why I was just kind of surprised they didn't pick up the Rosario option, you look at the free agent crop of outfielders, and it's Cody Bellinger who talking about MLB trade rumors and their projections for what he's going to get. I mean, 12 years. I just cannot imagine that for a guy who's came coming off a couple of struggling seasons broke out this past year. The batted ball data is not great and he's going to get a big deal from somebody. Somebody's going to give him a big deal. I don't know if it's as big as they're projecting, but I just can't see the Braves being in that. You look at it, Teoscar Hernandez, you know, getting projected four years, $80 million, no qualifying offer attached. Lourdes Gurriel, 
four years, 54 million, no qualifying offer attached. Those are the three guys I see out there that would be an upgrade over Eddie Rosario to differing levels. Um, again, I just don't see the Bellinger thing working out, but maybe a Teoscar Hernandez, maybe Lourdes Curiel, or again, maybe you go out and find two guys and, and do a platoon thing out there. I just, again, it, it's hard for me to see them letting Rosario go and then to just re-up and go out and find two more platoon guys when you had Rosario, who was a solid one at a good price. Yeah, and that's kind of where I was on it. So, and again, it's not shocking that they decided to maybe go another route with this. Maybe yeah. they do want to kind of divert some of those funds and figure it out with one-year deals. As far as outfielders are concerned, you mentioned the same deal when it comes to you know what they could do with starting pitching. And that, I think, is like you let the market play out, and then you figure out maybe where you need to move there. Or if they've just got somebody they like, maybe they'll jump in. The Braves are not really shy about doing that either. But, you know, we could go to the nostalgia route. I think Jock Peterson's available. I think uh, Jorge Soler is available. Adam Duvall is available. These all sound familiar. I don't know that that's going to happen, and maybe I don't need to further that narrative whatsoever. They are familiar, and they are useful players. Soler, I think, being the most powerful of that bunch. And who knows? I I mean, if they were talking about getting a big bat that could really impact the, the lineup and add another 30 homer hitter to it, it wouldn't hurt my feelings, but this also feels like the place where a classic Alex Anthopoulos, maybe there's a trade of somebody that hasn't been mentioned yet, or, you know, the, the Braves haven't been linked to him. And all of a sudden that's the deal that gets done. That's quite possible this winter. And that could end up being somebody who's in that, what, third year, maybe in the big leagues, third or fourth year, they're still kind of in the middle level of their arbitration and they just fit for what the Braves need, both from a performance standpoint and they fit into the payroll structure that the Braves need as well. I think that's something that Alex has shown he can do. He's got some trade chips that he can use. I don't think that they're going to be looking to move from guys like A.J. Smith-Shawver, certainly not Hurston Waldrop, but there's a big question about what in the world Vaughn Grissom's going to do. There's not really an infield spot for him. I don't think they're just going to stick him in left field and call that the answer either. So I'm, I'm fascinated to see you know, maybe where the trade market takes the Braves and what the Braves discover on the trade market because they've just had so much success there over the past few years. Well, Grant, uh, you are a true professional, and I wanted to segue over to the trade discussion, and so you led us right into that, and we'll discuss that more here next. All right, Grant, so you, as you so greatly alluded to, I wanted to talk about the trade market a little bit, and because of something else that you talked about, the payroll factor. I mean, as much as Braves fans want to say that they don't spend, last year was a record-setting year in terms of spending money for this Atlanta Braves team, going over the luxury tax for the first time ever. And I don't see how they avoid going over it for a second straight year when you look at where they already are at. Looking at, at uh, Fangraph's roster resource, you know they're already over $205 million for the payroll for 2024, the luxury tax is already at 236 million, which the luxury tax threshold goes up to 237 for 2024. So they're still technically under it. But again, you make another move and you're basically going over it. So uh, money could be a little tight. And again, I'm not trying to be skeptical. It's just one of those things. Haven't really seen the Braves do it, spend, you know, even Phillies, Mets type of money. I think they have the money to do it. They've been making bank there, the battery the last couple of years, but yeah. will they do it? And it's not just a matter of going out and spending money. Alex has done a great job of trying to spend money in smart ways and making sure that you set this up for long-term success. But, you know, again, they're already right there. And we talked about the holes that need to be filled. And in order to do that, they may have to go the trade route for some of these moves. 
Yeah, they may have to. And, and I'll keep this pretty short in terms of what the payroll expectation could be. I mean, I don't expect them to blow past it the way that Steve Cohen did last winter. I don't think too many clubs are going to be able to ever do that. But I think that the Braves are in a position where they're going to have to spend in order to continue to do the things that they have done. That's just where they have arrived at this point with the team that they have. And if they want to give themselves the best chance to win the World Series again, they can't be doing things like trying to dance around underneath that. I mean, if they can do it, great. But if that's your first motivation, that's a different discussion, and that's kind of a problem. And I don't really see that being something that's the top priority of this Braves club at this point. So putting all that aside, I do think the trade route makes a ton of sense. Who it is, I I don't know, and, and I wouldn't want to throw a whole bunch of names at the wall right now. We can do another episode later on. But I do feel like they are at that point where the luxury tax threshold is obviously in place for a reason. Uh, why? Again, maybe that's a whole nother show, but I don't think it's going to stop the Braves from doing things they feel like need to be done if they have a chance to make this club as good as it possibly can be. Yeah, I think so as well. I mean, I think we're there. We're at that point. You know, like I said, they did it last year, went over. I don't think there's anything stopping them from doing it again. Now, you do it a third year in a row, then the the penalties, sure. you know, actually start to come sure. to be significant. But, uh, you know, the second year, it's not that that big of a deal. You start going more than $40 million over, then, you know, your draft picks start to, to slide back a little bit as well, your top draft picks. So there are some some penalties that can get more significant. But, again, you're in this window with this team. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this team has the ability to spend money. I just don't think yeah. they're going to let that hold them. And they back. said they want to. They said they yeah. want to be a top five payroll, right? Well, when you make a statement like that, you might want to consider being a top five payroll, and you might want to do it as quick as you can in the eyes of the fans, at the very least. Yeah. Um, so I certainly think they will. I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I don't think it'll be something that will hold them back. But it's kind of kind of where I am with the starting pitchers. You know, until I just see them just spin <laughs> spin that type of money and just blow past it and go beyond. Mm-hmm. It's something I'll you know be a little skeptical of. You said something at the top about Alex Anthopoulos and the way that he goes about his off season, that it's not necessarily doing X, you know, he's, he's out there looking for, for ways to improve this team, but it may not be something you expected. So I kind of want to end with this. You don't have to necessarily give me, you know, a prediction of who it might be or, or where, uh, or I would like to know where, but, uh, if there is a surprise move by Alex Antopoulos this offseason, you know, position player wise, maybe starting pitcher wise, what do you think that might be? Where do you think that may, might be a position or like I said, in the starting rotation, maybe the bullpen that Alex would go that would just shock everybody like the Sean Murphy trade did last year? I don't know if it'll be a shock, but I think if they can find a trade that makes sense to get a controllable starter because the questions about this rotation go so far beyond 2024 now and you can't afford to kick that can too far down the road and all of a sudden realize, oh, maybe we should have addressed this last winter or the winter before that. And the whole answer to it can't just be, well, re-sign Max Freed because you got other spots that you got to figure out. So I think a trade for a starting pitcher would make a ton of sense. Will that happen? Who will it be? I'm not exactly sure. But I think it would answer a, a huge question for the Braves, not just for this season, but also down the road. Yeah, no, that definitely should be somewhere. I think they're going to be looking, exploring other avenues, trying to hook up with teams there. Mm-hmm. Here's kind of my surprise, maybe a little bit bold. I think if the, he sees an option out there to upgrade at shortstop, I think that's another position. I know they like Orlando RC. Mm-hmm. I know Alex has already said mm-hmm. he's the guy, but I just feel like if something were to fall in his lap, kind of like it did – you know, last year with Sean Murphy, and you could make a significant upgrade at shortstop. I think it had to be through a trade. You know, I've talked about maybe going to the Orioles who have an influx of infielders, you know, young infielders coming up, or the Reds that have an influx over there that, 
you know, might want some some young pitching that the Braves have prospect wise. Think there could be a match there. So, uh, what do you think about that, Grant? Again, I know they've said RC is the guy at shortstop, but if there was a position outside of left field that perhaps you could make a splash in an upgrade, I think shortstop's the only other position you can really look at. Yeah, it's the only one. Look around the infield, look around that outfield at the other two spots, and of course behind the plate they took care of last year. It's a great core. I, I think it could use another starting pitcher. Strider's the only guy that's gotten an extension of the Braves' young players who is a pitcher. So I think a trade there makes the most sense. But a shortstop, you can't rule it out. I, I think it just it's it all depends on what the market you know allows for and and what the phone calls and all the due diligence that they're going to do can dig up as far as deals that could be made and. I'll be at the winter meetings in Nashville. I'm looking forward to it. I'm hoping I'll be there for one of these blockbuster trades because that's way more fun than just getting the press release. Yeah, no, that should be a lot of fun. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to having you on again throughout this offseason. Thank you so much for joining, getting this discussion going. Can't wait to see what Alex and Thomas and the Braves have up their sleeve. I, again, I want to be optimistic, and I think they will. I think there's going to be some big splashes, some surprises this offseason to get us really excited for this 2024 Atlanta Braves team, which, by the way, Grant, could go into the season right now with what they have and still be a really good baseball right. team. So uh, just looking to add to what already is a great team right now and try to make it even better to get a postseason run, get back to the World Series. So that's what we'll be looking for. Thank you so much for joining us here at Lockdown Braves. Thanks for all your support. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube if you're new. Make sure you subscribe to Lockdown Braves wherever you get your podcast. And we will talk to you next time. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias, DC Lundberg, Ryan Finkelstein, Taylor Blake Ward, host of Locked On Yankees, Locked On Mariners, Locked On Mets, Locked On Angels, and you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 